Welcome to part one of the Batman Book Club's One Bad Month, where we're taking a closer look at the recent series of books, One Bad Day, one book at a time. Now, this episode, we're diving into the Riddler story, Dreadful Reigns, and joining me on this eight-part adventure from the comic binge, it's Paul Herman. Paul, how you doing? I should unmute myself. I am doing great, <laughs> man. Um, this was a, a, we were talking about doing a show together for a while and mm-hmm. I had some ideas and and I, I just thought I want to be ambitious. I want to be different than everybody else. And I want to just waste your time as much as I can, you know, yeah. so, so, so I figured idea. how, how could I, how can I waste Ryan's time as much as I can and also do what I want and different. I know we'll do the great or that, that new one bad day box set that's coming out. And yeah, cause, cause I, I didn't buy these um, when they first came out and mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I kind of for some reason thought I was gonna wait for when they came in like a together like like graphic novel like that's what yeah. I was gonna wait for. A lot of people thought but, it was gonna be like an omnibus. That's and what I, I was like too. Eh, I don't know. That might maybe yeah. one day. But well, maybe yeah. I think you're right. And after and I've only read. I'm only reading these as we reading these as we go. By the way, so mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to wait to read it. I remember her lots of things as it came out, <laughs> and. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to wait. And then when I saw the box set coming out, I'm like, well, this is my opportunity. And then we were talking, I was like, I thought about maybe doing it for the binge, but I'm like, you know, this would be kind of rad for me and Ryan to do together because I just love Ryan and I want to, I want to waste his time. So <laughs> hang out with me. So I'm gonna my, make it's him. it's always a, my phone sitting there. It usually <laughs> happens during the day when I'm working and then my phone just lights up and, it's, and I could see it says Paul Herman. And I'm like, well, what's he up to? And I open it and it's like, so I have an idea. <laughs> you've got quite a few texts from you just out of the blue without got an idea yep. three words one bad week and i said i don't know exactly but it was like <laughs> or one how bad month this? yeah you go <laughs> how about this one bad month i went perfect and Paul, there's eight of these and that would mean one day there's going to be two postings of episodes. And, and that's just expecting people to hear my voice way too much. And I said, but if we separate it a little bit, it still might be too much, but at least it's a little spread out. So there's oh, going to be yeah. eight. We're going to do all eight of these released mm-hmm. this month. And this is part one. So uh, I'm ready to dive in if you're ready to dive in. Yeah. And I guess really quick before we dive in, I'm just going to add really quick, if you don't mind. Um, just it's interesting. I, I'll be honest, going into this. Mm-hmm. I was a little trepidatious because of the killing joke aspect. And, and, and we'll, and if you're listening to this, we'll do a comic binge. Um, well, I'm not sure if Ryan, Ryan, I won't make Ryan be there, but I'll, I'm going to do like an alpha episode where I review the killing joke and I'll kind of, and I haven't read the killing joke in years. And it's because it's one of my least favorite, like well-known Batman stories. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of reasons why, which I won't get into, but I was trepidatious because there's a lot of like negativity I have with that title and that story. A little, not a lot, but it's just a number of it, right? A, a little bit, at least enough, enough to me not, not 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 love it. And so it was just interesting to kind of have that going into the series and having everyone talk about them for a minute and then seeing this. So it was just it was just interesting because I know the Killing Joke was included in my box set that I bought, and it's just kind of I haven't opened it, even though I own the, the Killing Joke. Uh, you know, sure. on, or absolute, absolute, yeah, it's like thirty five. It's a great bucks. version. It is a great version, but um. Again, I'll do that review, but I just want to go tell people going into it, I was not like, this could be rad. It's, it was just like I was trepidatious going mm-hmm. into this whole one bed day thing because sure. of that whole concept that Alan Moore and, and Boland did. But when they announced this, which I, I forget exactly when I almost want to say, like announced maybe like May of 2022, 
yeah. you know, maybe around there something. But I mean, obviously one bad day and then you see that it is prestige format um, issues and stuff for characters. It was, oh, OK, so they're trying to give eight villains, Batman villains, their quote unquote killing joke. Yeah. So in reading these the first time through, I tried to have my mind very much in the sense of like, just read this comic on its own and just see your general thoughts about it. And then upon revisiting it, then you can start to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mission accomplished and, and whatnot. So talking about this, because uh, I know Pete and I, when we did the wrap up episodes, you know, each month that these came out, we talked about these, but I mean, we only did it in like five minute snippets. So we didn't really yeah. dive in and we try to be a little spoiler free as well. Um, so here we can, you know, say anything and everything we want about We're going, it. So going all in, baby. That's right. So this obviously is Batman One Dat Bad Day, The Riddler, written by Tom King with art by Mitch Garads. 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 Tom King even I said Garads. Yeah, Mitch Garads. Uh, it was released in August of last year, like I said, in a prestige format issue physically it was also released digitally it's available on dc universe infinite uh it's also available now on hoopla because it was recently released in a hardcover uh volume like paul just said where it's a big box set so that they can all you could buy the box and then get each hardcover as they came out or wait until they were all out and then buy the box set complete so it's really quickly too. Mm-hmm. I bought the the first one, the one with the Killing Joke and Riddler, thinking it was the whole box set. Like this is cheap, and yeah. then I went, "Oh God, I'm oh, an idiot." No. Yeah, now you gotta <laughs> you gotta keep going along and but slowly slowly fill it in with each yeah. hardcover, which so. I did. Which which I only have one left. I was gonna so. say, Paul. I mean, you've kind of already showed your hand, but I have to go with the usual questions for this. Which version did you read? Yeah, well, if you're if you if if you are posting this video video eventually, um, I am reading the uh hardcover edition and mm-hmm. and which by the way is interesting because isn't the prestige format like bigger and wider? No. Oh, it's no. Not this is like size? a regular comic book size. It's just that it has a spine, and so when they call oh. that almost like the prestige prestige, okay, they can print the... on the spine because it's thick enough on sure. the spine. Because I'm thinking of like a lot of the black label stuff, like the one the magazine um, format. Yeah, the magazine, the One Dark Knight format, um, which I, get, I need to finish reading that, by the way. I know you got me onto that, actually. Um, no, that, I, I was thinking maybe it was on that, but because I was looking at this, I'm like, this looks like an actual comic book. Like the, mm-hmm. you know, but now it makes more sense. Okay. So, but, uh, but yeah, I'm reading the hardback. Um, looks, because... looks like a nice cover or a nice, a nice hardcover. The Mitch Garrett's. Uh, do, do you not get these? The hardcover? Variants. And then the back is the Bolland, Brian Bolland variant and i think every every hardcover has that of like the artist's cover and then the back is the bowing variant well the version that i got i just pulled out my the physical that right. i got when it was first released because i actually didn't double dip on these paul it's rare oh, i was saying you didn't double dip mm. oh, okay. i didn't double dip no i told myself okay. i can i can stick to reading my my floppies and the pages smell delicious they smell like that yanking candle the floppies justin kowalski i don't know how you're but yeah, is yours glossy or is it is it almost it's a little just, bit more of a same, thick? It's the same okay, thick it's, paper. It's like okay, I don't know if, if Kalowski knows what I'm talking about, if you know the sunny day real estate, how it feels to be something on booklet, it smells mm-hmm. like that. If you yeah. know that, if you get if you get that reference, but it's like two. Mm, it smells good. Uh, Paul, when did you first read this? I actually only read this once. Um, okay, for this couple, episode. Yeah, for this episode. Um, yeah. I just right. time is time is of the essence. But Fresh I, opinion. Fresh opinion, yeah. I read it I like last it. week, and um, in anticipation for this whole thing, because again, I, this is kind of the fun thing about this is like I've only heard this from many people, 
and for the record um i've read majority of tom king and mitch garrett's um uh miracle man or not mm-hmm. miracle man mr miracle sorry mr. i love miracle. Miracle. there you go miracle man yeah right <laughs> see uh, but yeah mr miracle um thought it's great and i love tom king uh, he wrote the vision which is one of my favorite marvel comics of all time i think he's Excellent. a phenomenal writer i need to finish his batman run which i eventually will i have all of it now um and i heard people rave about this even people who need I, I remember if I remember correctly, Ryan, in our group circles who aren't huge Tom King fans seem like they really like this issue. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on this, but um, this would this was the one I probably anticipated the most because I love Tom King mm-hmm. and getting this kind of if you want me if you want my own my, just my broad thoughts at first. Um, well, let me answer my yeah, own please. question. I first yeah. read this when it first came out because. Like I already said, Pete and I do the wrap ups every month. This this includes this. This is a Batman comic. So we talked about this in at the end of August of 2022. Yeah. So a year ago. Oh, my God. Over a year. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. So let's dive in. Yeah. So, I mean, summarize, you know, briefly real quick. Like, what are your thoughts on this? OK, I don't want to get hyperbole right off the bat, but this thing is borderline a masterpiece. I mean, okay. I, I'm just. And I know, like, I don't want to be that person, but I just got, I mean, I don't want to be biased because I just love Tom King's writing. I think he's a really, I mean, I'm not saying he writes everything he writes is amazing, but I usually like a lot what he, what he does. I read this and was blown away how good this was. And there, and we get, and we'll get into a little more of the details, obviously in a second, but um, there's a number of reasons why. And I think that there, this, this obviously um, stuck to the the concept of the one bad day more maybe than the other one we're going to talk about here in a second um but i just was really impressed of the characterization of edward and of, as, a, as a young boy as we as we get into this and his development into that person and just 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 i don't know just it was a it was a good balance of origin and also uh, re-establishing the character too, which I thought was was really fascinating. Which again, maybe is one of the more underrated aspects of the Killing Joke that it kind of revamp, not revamps, but kind of like rejuvenates the character a little bit by showing the origin, but also re-establishing them. If that makes sense. Um, I, I love this. It's I'm gonna. It's gonna be hard for me to say anything bad about it. To be quite honest. So if you guys want me to rip on this thing, you might want might be bummed out. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, they will. Stop and delete and stop listening. Uh, <laughs> for me, um, I have complications with it. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't have it on the level that you do. I think there are moments that are that are great, and I think the my hesitations on saying that come with the writing, because okay. I think that this might be one of my favorite things I've ever seen Mitch Garrett's draw his, his work is incredible. The art in this is phenomenal. I think, uh, and the, I mean, with assistance on the coloring, cause I think the coloring adds a lot oh, to sure. it. So Everything. let's give a shout out to Clayton Cowles. Oh, Mitch. Yeah. Cause Mitch did the coloring as well. There you go. Oh, there you go. Mitch um, is the baller. All right. I think, go, you know, having a green tint throughout the story, maybe some could say that that is a little on the nose, but I think it works very well and there's almost like a, a red orange kind of sapia for the flashbacks to little eddie mm-hmm. uh, Ed, yeah. edward tierney with his, so, with his red hair right, right <laughs> yeah, with right, his, yeah with his red hair but the there are decisions that are made 
more on the character of of the Riddler that I'm not going to be one that says like that's not the Riddler or something you know it's more okay. so of just like I, hmm I don't know so okay uh, interesting okay well can go ahead can I ask you mm-hmm. what so what about his characterization that automatically makes you have reservations because I, great I, I can, question Paul just, I, I have there to are moments I, in this that I think this is the Joker more than this is the Riddler. Interesting. The talking to film freak and getting him to kill himself. That's a Joker move. And Joker has the mind, the mindset to be able to do that. The manipulation to do that. The talking, the guards into shooting each other for him to go free. I think that's a Joker move and the threatening. And if you take it back to death of the family, uh, and the Arkham Asylum is secretly the guards there are basically threatened to build this almost like horror funhouse for Joker for Batman to come uh, come to. I mean, Joker's got every guards like family, like blackmail ready. And like you, you know, these sets of rules they have to do and put on a front. And that's mm-hmm. instantly what I thought of with this, too, of, of the Riddler has this threatening and everything. I'm like, that just feels like that's a Joker move. Riddler seems what they did with the Batman with the the Riddler was almost like a little bit of like saw sort of deal. I'm like that. I can see as being the Riddler of making like answering riddles and stuff. And here I, I understand he's almost a little over the riddles, but that's also like, that's kind of, that's his gimmick is to prove his intelligence. And then like at and then kind of a little at the end, just a, a flat out choice on mine. I don't necessarily like that he's like, well, in those early days, I went into the manor. Like I've been in Wayne Manor. I know your secret safe, and I know this and this is all. I'm I'm just uh, that something with that just doesn't sit well with me. Of it seems going beyond for the sake of going beyond, and then we'll sit on the very end and talk about that here in a few minutes. So those are kind of things I'm just aborting the whole riddle aspect. And I Mm -hmm. know that comes into the whole point of what he's trying to say of, but it's almost a little bit like then in the end though, of what Riddler's trying to prove here, that almost fits a little bit more of like, that's a joke that the Joker would laugh at. I think that's where my mind went in rereading this. No, no. And I, I, you know, here's the one criticism I'm going to say, because I, Mm -hmm. I actually disagree with majority of what you said. Sure. Because I called it a masterpiece. So I, you understand why I would, but I will give you the guard thing was weird. Mm -hmm. And that was a little hard for me to follow. Just, I think from a story structure wise, from the layouts, Mm -hmm. because the way that Mitch laid it out was a little confusing at first. I'm like, wait, what happened? Yeah. I'll kill each other. Like it was like that first one was very confusing and i would say that's probably the weakest part of the story it's just a little hard for me to follow and maybe i'm just a big idiot but like it didn't it didn't flow very well i thought of of all those things the initial one um where it's like wait what it's like it, it wasn't really clear there should have been more of an establishing shot of like on one of the like more of like one guy turning on all of them where you could see them like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Kind of a thing where yeah, they want to, stick, they want to, they want to stick with the nine panel grid, which again, I love nine panel grids, 
and and that you could tell they are they're very comfortable because in in Mr. I call him Mr. Miracle Man, uh, Mr. Miracle, they did the same thing, like name panel grids, and I love name panel grids. I'm all about it. You know, um, I didn't consider that, and I I agree with you on that. If we didn't really get a good establishing shot, it was just don't. like we were zoomed in mm-hmm. completely, and then and, and it's a not even fully zoomed out at right. the end to see the 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 aftermath. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm with fine. you. On, yeah, yeah, it, it, but it just it just it was a little confusing. Because you don't really know, and then because you end up being like, "Oh, how did did everyone die?" If one, it's just very, it's a little, it's not the most clear of the story. So that would probably that would probably be my biggest criticism of the story. Okay. So, and I think we both agree on that, right? Like that's yep. probably maybe the weakest part as far as it being the Joker. Mm-hmm. There, let's be real. Let's just call a spade a spade. I think. Spade. There you go. I do think that the Joker and the Riddler have a lot in common and i don't know that's always been i've always kind of considered them two like they're kind of two peas in a pod in a sense like they're not the same character but they they tread the same level right mm-hmm. riddles and jokes are, are not the same thing but they're in that same like vicinity you sure. know as far as like that goes and, and the whole motifs and everything and their personalities are different but they're not that they're not like completely you know 181 you know like you know what i mean like to me i never looked at them as like they're completely opposite Complete opposite. Not, yeah i would say obviously joker's more deadly than the mm-hmm. riddler ultimately i think he's more obviously i think joker's more unpredictable but i think that's the whole point of the story is that the riddler was never taken seriously even and look at the teacher right the teacher he doesn't even take him seriously like because because he doesn't realize that Edward is so obsessed with these with these questions and these riddles that he's like, no, because no. I'll be honest, as I'm reading the story, I'm like, I'm kind of on Edward's side. I'm like, well, why, like, why not make it extra credit then? Like, why mm-hmm. is it a part of if it's not completely different? And the guy's like, no, Edward, you're you're you know, blah blah blah. It's like he wasn't hearing him out, and I'm like, dude, you're not hearing the guy out, and and it felt like it, to me, it felt like Edward was. You could see him like the, just. I don't know, crumbling around. And I just kind of, there's a sympathy with that, you know, for me. Absolutely. With but, and and I think that's, a, but when I say all that, because that teacher didn't take him seriously enough to me. Like he always like, let me tell you, Edward, like kind of a thing. Like, and it never, like he never really talked to him as like, instead of a peer to peer. Wasn't was listening like, really. Yeah, exactly. Him. He's like, let me talk to you. Just like, yeah. like I'm not your dad. I'm your cool dad. But that's all. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was Tom King's like aim. Yeah. So I feel like that's what the story is about. It's about um, Edward finally getting the respect he deserves because yeah. he's never gotten it from his father to his people he respected. So finally, who does he ultimately respect? Batman. So when when I'm, re- when I'm reading this and and I, I'm totally getting what you're saying about how he's you know this is very much like the joker i do feel like like i said before this is like a not just a reimagining this is like, a, like almost like a revamping or a re reintroducing everyone to this character mm-hmm. and it feels like that's what edward's doing for the story and it's i don't know if it's supposed to be meta if I, again maybe i'm reading too much into this but that's what i take into it and i do think that maybe it's purposeful that he his teacher it's just like, let me tell your son, like, how is this? And he's a nice guy. He's trying to to connect to Edward, but Edward's fixated because he wants to be perfect. And those people exist. And 
at the same time, it's like you're not if you know this guy is super genius and he's hurting, why don't you kind of try to instead of be trying to like his mentor, connect to him as a peer? That's one thing I never understood about mentors and th- stuff like that is or you know, older killer people. I always connected the best when people didn't treat me like a kid, you know? Like mm-hmm. well, you're not gonna have, you know, that, that's just me personally. Not everyone's the same way. Um, so when I read this. And you hear about, or you go through the whole story, and you also have the mom aspect that's that's you know touched on in this as well. That's all purposeful. It feels like Edward, like the mom was the breaking point when he finally got to discover and had like you know they, they talk about the mom. That was his breaking point, and that was the emphasis that I think that Edward was like, I've been you know trying to impress people and show people how smart I am for so long. I'm kind of done. And I want people to be afraid of me because, you know, and that was the whole, that was the whole thing with his, with his, with his uh, teacher that he, that he went on to, cause he finally snapped. Right. Mm-hmm. And th- cause that to me is very, not completely Riddler from the comics that we've known before. Right. So all that felt very, very interesting to me. Cause I'm like, man, like this is not just, you know, an origin tale. This is literally like a re- kind of just reimagine, not a reimagine again, a reintroducing of this character and a revitalize- revitalization of this character even before the Batman came out, which I love the Batman a lot and that, that characterization. So um, I I think this is a great reimagining for the Riddler of the DC universe of comic books of mainstream continuity. I know it's not really an Earth or whatever. It's kind of all over the place, which again, it's whatever, but I do think it's it fits in that. It's really interesting to fit in that uh, sense. And I do have questions about um to ask you later on in a second but i want you to get your your thoughts on my rebuttals if you will i think you're wrong i'm kidding (laughs) let's just keep it straight let's call it spade a spade paul remember yeah that's right come on that was a point that i was thinking as i was jotting some notes down and stuff too is that Mm -hmm. i mean tom king has taken this aged i mean experienced riddler of at some point he's tired of like this game as riddler even says to batman of like i said like, let's see, it, you and I, it's the same over and over. I lay out the maze and you run through it. Yeah. And and he's just like, and I'm just kind of over that. I'm smarter than you. I win. Yeah. And I'm yeah. done with that. So I don't necessarily have an, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. At all. Uh, it's so, just, so, it's, it, go ahead. I, sorry. I, I only want to interject because I want to get your, your answer on this because that's what I think turns him into more of a Joker like character because he's tired of being them running the maze. So it felt very natural to be more like Joker. If that makes sense. Yeah. I guess that's just where I feel the, the Riddler. That's, that's the whole thing he does. And you go through the history. I don't know that you can say that Riddler like Riddler isn't smarter than Batman because I mean, that's the reason Riddler keeps going back to Batman is because he's smarter than everybody else. But Batman's the only challenge and Batman does end up winning and if, you know, answering every riddle and stuff. So it's, you know, I'm kind of scrapping the history of it and I'm like, no, this is like critique this book based on this book in a period. Right. That's it. Yeah. And I do like the the threat and kind of the horror of what he's saying of how the book starts is the proof from him of Batman. This is the thing. If you don't leave me alone, I'm going to take out somebody just like I did John Oates. Just a guy that and to add insult to injury. And this has had to have been methodical on his 
like for Riddler is he took out a Wayne Enterprises employee because then Bruce has to face the aftermath of that. And the book is almost bookended by him having to face the wife of this guy and stuff. And so there is a like a a good level of horror with that. And I think that that part is effective. It just comes back to the characterization of the Riddler. And then as I wrap my head around, of like, is this the definitive Riddler? Does this fit into like a big message from the Riddler's perspective where one bad day, there's a reason that's pulled from the killing joke because there is, that's a line in it of Joker saying it, it all it takes is one bad day to get like, to turn you into me. Well, it's in your it's in your in your opening, right? Riddler I mean, doesn't really have that well, though. Of... He does though. He does because the moment he kills his teacher mm-hmm. and he crosses that line, he's that's his bad day because he couldn't take what his teacher, like someone he respected and someone he looked up to, telling him, like, no, like this is what's going on, and he just snapped. And to me, the bad day was obviously killed someone, but he snapped mm-hmm. because he couldn't take being you know not knowing the answer or not knowing the question being able to prepare that was so devastating to him he just he couldn't he couldn't take it so therefore it's like he just was just went nuts right and to me that all that all was built up to me that that's obvious right i'm not saying you didn't know that but to me it works because that's his bad day because that was the start because that's the thing about it right every going to be um is everything going to be one bad day literally like this is it and that's it's a whole yeah. transformation like overnight like the joker i don't think so and i think i've only read two of these so far for those who are wondering so i'm, I'm very interested how, how like because the next one we're gonna talk about has even more we'll get into that that'll be yeah. a lot of fun but i think with this it's it's one bad day and how it progresses and everyone's progression is different like everyone's life is different and I think that's what's really interesting about the story is that this is not just one for one Joker because there'd be also be kind of if it's all if it all was like that, it'd be kind of boring, in my opinion. And I do feel like this is meant to be a gradual thing because, again, we get the Riddler tired of what he's done before. And that's why he's act, that's why the whole story is based upon that. And I think that um, the death at the beginning of the story, which I was brilliantly done and drawn and, and storyboarded uh, by Mitch and, Tim, um, and Tom. Um, I think the, sets you up greatly for this is a different, you know, that in of itself was that enigma, like or that, that question. Right. And like, what does this mean? So he's already playing on his own motifs in a very darker manner mm-hmm. and a lot more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for a psychological manner where it's not so obvious of like, here's a riddle on, on this piece of paper, sure. you know, here you go. It's like, you no, know, where's the riddle? in the death to in conjunction with what is it that whole thing it's turning more into that and you have to really think a lot harder um about it and so and again i I love that i love going deep into like the themes and the ideas of that and not everyone's gonna like that i'm not saying it's like yeah you know and and what you're just saying to me i mean with that though is hey i'm i am a i'm a serial killer you know i'm one of your biggest villains I'm going to walk around scot-free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. you do something to me, I'm going to kill somebody and you know that I will. So mm-hmm. therefore it's a win-win for me and a lose-lose for you because then the only way you can take me off the map is to kill me. That well, to me is, that's a Joker move. See, you know? I don't think so. because I, I feel like that's pl- a Joker. But see, that's, he's playing a game, but he's, 
they're playing he's playing a game right mm-hmm. like that's obvious and what's what's interesting is is that joker was put in perspective right i think if 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 they're, if they're both cats i think like uh riddler's like the Siamese uh cat from like uh lady and the tramp uh-huh. you know the twin the, the, oh, the yeah. two of them they're like they, they all plot and everything and they do their thing whereas like there's those other cats that, in in the world that like like to play with their food and and knock it around a little bit sure that to me is more the joker so if you so like to me like they're the same it's the same thing they're the same category maniacal they're kind of twisted but one will play with their food for a long time and think it's hilarious and the other one will like will has playing the it's a, more of a game of I know like I'm I'm I eight steps ahead of you. They're both they both are similar in that way because Joker's not stupid, but like I think they do a, I think Tom does a great job in here. Like when he talks about um Barbara, when he brought when he brought the killing joke, I was like, whoa, like because that's the first because and that's I think another great thing about it. Cause that's I think it addresses what you're talking about. It says he addresses like, yeah, Riddler, like what I'm gonna do with the Riddler is maybe similar to the Joker. But this is the difference between them. Like Riddler, he he got that information for the Riddler. He doesn't have the 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 mastermind smarts. But the one thing that I think that Joker has over Riddler is that Joker knows when to quit and knows when to stop, kind of a thing for the most part. Like he's he's more street smart, if that makes sense. And there's a difference, right? There's there's a big difference between someone who understands people and the and the room around the room you walk in, opposed mm-hmm. to I know how to get out of the room you're in. Does that make sense? Like that's kind of the sure. difference between them. And I'm glad you brought that up real quick because that's an aspect of it. I'm like, uh, I don't like something coming along and inorganically taking credit for something that happened before. So this, I like, in going with the story of like, no, the Joker, there's a reason he's the number one villain in ba- like maybe DC. I don't know. At least in Batman. He's one of the best villains of all time. Exactly. So I think like he didn't need help to do what he did in the killing joke. Like to me, I'm like Joker did that. So for like to come in with that, like that's just, it's a bugaboo of mine. You name the story where something like that happens. And I'm like, I don't know. It it just feels like, well, we got to, you know, we got to mix it up just to mix it up. So I don't know. Okay. Big one though. At the end, do you think. Mm-hmm. Batman kills Riddler. Not close. Not even close. Not even knocks close. him out. Knocks okay. him out. So the beginning of the book is very similar to the end of the book, and we mm-hmm. know what happens in the beginning of the book when it went to four consecutive black panels. Yeah, that person that was that we were seeing through their point of view, that person was killed. The yeah. end of the book, we're through the Riddler's point of view. And Batman shows up behind him and then it's four black panels. So, and then the riddle itself riddle me this Edward, though we meet, but once you know me forever thereafter, what am I? Death, right? Like I'm not good at riddles. I suck. I I feel like an idiot. idiot. (laughs) I'm a big idiot. But I'm kind of like, I feel like it's probably like death. Right. And I'm like, but I gotta, this is a case because I know what Batman is and what he does not do. Like, it's hard for me to accept what I think Tom King is, like, pushing us to try and believe what happens here. And I'm like, but I can't go there with that, even if it only kind of makes sense that that's what happened. But it's like, Batman doesn't do that. So then it's like, I don't, 
I don't think I don't know. Is. There's like some resistance to that then. But but we don't again, we because we don't know what we're in continuity this is. And obviously it's in continuity in some ways. Sure. So and by the way, I think it's really cool that DC is kind of gone. This whole like everything kind of counts in some way or another, because that's I think that's the way to go. Because choose you your own adventure I mean, a little bit. There's certain iconic things. The killing joke is a part of Batman lore, period. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, it or not, it's like it is. So therefore you can draw from that and include stuff in here. Yeah. With and that th- because yeah, and just because it's not like Joker was wearing a different shirt by that, you know, you know, I didn't yeah. draw it, you know, that kind of crap. Like that doesn't matter. It's what ha- it's the main stuff that matters, right? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I just wanted to say that for the record. Okay. I do think that this, to me, implies that if pushed to the limit, Batman will do something because he's like, that's the whole point. Right. And that, that was the whole four panels is like, it gives you like, what, is, what? Like to me, I think Batman stays Batman. I think he knocks his A out and probably takes him in a place where he can't like go anywhere else personally. Like, I think that's where this ends up happening. Like that's, that's the way I, that's my interpretation, but that's, that's, I like that's the beauty. <laughs> but, this, but, but this is the beauty of art, right? Like with a capital A, like you can interpret it, whatever you want it to be. You yeah. can say this, this story sucks and I think it killed him. And, I, and that's fair. Like you can think that like, not you, but anyone, right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about Tom King. That I think people like don't, and maybe he does it too much, but like, I think Tom wants people to like, get things out of things and not necessarily always have the obvious answer there because it's there. The subtext is there. And I think that's what that's what you're supposed to meant. You're meant to feel Batman will protect his family ultimately, because if as I'm as a father, I can tell you, I would I could never kill anyone. So when there's my daughter that like in any way, I will go and murder anybody like, you know, it's like, it's whoa, like, need to strike that. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Somebody just grab that. I will kill anybody. Paul Herman. He said that on the Batman book. He said that. But I'm like, wait, Pip, Paul, I'm conflicted because download numbers spiked once uh, <laughs> once they you, they heard your confession. Uh, <laughs> okay so i want to believe that he did not kill him even though i feel like tom king is trying to push us toward that be an interesting question to ask him someday uh some real quick things as we inch towards like wrapping up things that i made note of so number one um king always does read his batman run uh there's an intersection of ween and giordano um mad props for for that on the and I even posted this on Twitter when it came out and I think uh Garrett's like liked it. I don't know that he commented at all, but I think that Riddler's dad looks like Red Foreman. Um Kurtwood Smith. That's amazing. Like through and through. I mean put him up and in and check. And then there's also a panel so when in the Batmobile scene. So after he saves the woman and he turned the page, the very top I swear to God, that's uh, a nod to the Dark Knight and North LaSalle Street, where the end of it, like behind the Batmobile, is Wayne Tower. And what triggered me with that is on the right, you see a little uh, bank uh, part like halfway up. And then the lamppost and all of that is North LaSalle. Um, I would know I've walked by it hundreds of times for work. Isn't he Uh, from Chicago too, Mitch? I don't know. I think I've never I've never looked at I could be wrong. I could maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mad respect if that's the reason. But those were those were some things that I thought was really fun. The red foreman thing right away. The North LaSalle nod, I I didn't not until this time did I think about that at all. So uh those are some things and thrown out. And Paul, do you have uh anything to throw out before I ask your final questions? Well, you know, I just want to say that 
I, I do think this is a masterpiece. And, and even though I think this is very strong writing from Tom King, mm-hmm. Mitch's art is just unreal. The like, bomb. And I just want to say this for the record that like, you know, I'm looking at these pages and these pages, which commissioner Gordon, um, like some of my, they just, I am like, drawn to the pages where um, Batman and Jim are on like the building together and mm-hmm. they're just kind of talking and he's like, you know, it, it just, the coloring looks incredible. Like Jim looks nuts. And like, it's, this art is just unreal, man. Like it's, it, this is like, great wow. stuff. It's, it's really some of the best, maybe. Wow. And I love the green tints and everything. Like, and the thing is, you know, it's not just, this is not cheap stuff. Like, like I said, like, like this panel right here, if you guys aren't, again, if you're an audio listener, um, this is like what six panels and it's all like yeah. it's, interrogation it's, basically yeah. between Gordon yeah, interrogation and scene with Gordon. It's all long wide panels, six panels. So it's not six, you know, nine, like just boxes. It's, it's all rectangles, like, you know, thin, like, you know, uh, layouts here. And they're like close-ups and mm-hmm. like that. There's just, there's a, dy- there's a cinematic dynamic with how he lays out a page. And it's just like when artists understand their medium of comic books, it, mm-hmm. and, you're, and not only are you, cause, cause I've always said, not always the best artists are great comic artists and vice versa. But when you're a good artist and you can draw, like you can tell a story like, like Mitch, it's just, wow. And this is stuff is incredible, dude. Like it's, if y'all are on the fence on Tom King, you look at this man come on bro like come on like this yeah. is real it's it's great like this like I'm, there's I'm, some good like, work of keeping batman in shadow except for like his his symbol on his chest showing or like his eyes glowing but a lot like, of him's in shadow and it's really effective like so. this like this is this is comic books baby <laughs> like this is two big splash pages like from like the same point okay, of view well you're you're geeking out on the art and so i've got to ask them one of the questions Yes, yeah. you've got a question. Let's please, skip to um, the please. question where I say, of, "Like, what's your favorite panel?" Oh, I always forget. You tell me to ask me this. Um, but you know, I'm gonna go with probably. Let's see here. I already, I already know what it is. Hold on, let me find it. I already kind of showed you guys a thing, but um, sorry, I always forget where the hell it is. This part is. Where are you? Where are you? There. Probably. How? Why I'm gravitating? It's. It's probably this one. It's on. Is it page numbered? Ah, it's not numbered. No, it's um, okay. It's it. Okay, it's it's where it's the two pages where it's Jim on top of the roof with mm-hmm. uh, with Batman. It's the um, left page, third panel down, and it's him smoking his pipe, and Batman's behind him, and they have this, and they have in the corner the bat symbol. Oh yeah. There's just there's something very. It is there's something very just moody about that in many different ways. Jim's face is really expressive. Batman, the fact Batman doesn't have a face like is expressing. It's like it, the, the coloring, the rain, it's just mwah, chef's kiss. Beautiful panel. Mine, which may seem kind of strange is when he goes to, uh, the blood Dana Tierney's cabin and oh. the, the middle, the middle panel where Batman, his back's turns toward us and he's entering the oh, old. Oh yeah. No, that's cabin. a great, yeah, that's a good horror. That's a horror image right there. Oh, sure. And I think it's, it's great. It's moody. It's dark. It's scary. And yeah, I like that one a lot. How about your favorite part? Favorite part is, um, God, man. Um, let's see here. Probably. Um, it's hmm, a good question. Um, I would say it 
my favorite part is the one that surprised me the most, which was the basically the transformation of the Riddler. And this is off the top of my head, probably the six panel grid or nine panel grid where uh, Arkham he, guard in the tray takes it. He takes the Arkham's guards fingers off in the tray. There is, it shows you the maliciousness and how, how he lures people in. And that's the thing of, I think makes different Joker different or and then Riddler is that the Riddler lures different kinds of people in with this like softness and Joker lures in a different craziness with any, you know, and, and everything, you know, whatever there is this to me is like that transformation of like we're i'm a i am i'm i've snapped finally so again going back to our the premise right one bad day it's it's like i think that time with the mom and with and with this is like kind of a byproduct of it of like he had one bad day with his mentor then when he went nuts and then he had then the next one bad day would be the other bad day of like transforming him after he talked to his mom finally so um I thought this was a great, a, my favorite part only because of, I, I was not expecting this like whatsoever. I, uh, like, I I think mine is actually, uh, I know I questioned the characterization of the Riddler in the story. I do like that conversation on the basketball court at the end. Cause I really like it when Batman has conversations with his villains. Me too. Um, yeah. And then you can tell that there's some depth to it, but I actually really like in the cabin talking to Edward's dad. Me too. Yeah. I think it, it is like it's it's moody and you're getting this twisted, you know, basically origin of Edward and when he did make that transition and and stuff like that. And yeah, it's uh I feel like that's some that's some good stuff. Uh lastly, would you like to see this adapted in animation? No. Leave it as a comic <laughs> book, please. For no. God. <laughs> uh unless unless you're planning on just doing Mitch kind of like art translated completely. Please. I'm kind of with you unless, and this is just really going out there. You did eight 40 minute episodes called one bad day. Um, I don't know. And like in animation, that was part of like a series, like a mini series or something in animation. And so it could be its own standalone because otherwise to go into a movie, you're adding a lot. 30 more minutes of content and stuff. And, and I don't know. I don't know what else. You could, I don't know, You're having Batman um, hang out with you know with with Batgirl, sure. you know. And... <laughs> I'm not, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm not sure. But then if they if they do that, it's just I feel like I know the format. They're either going to drag it out or have to cut too much to make it fit a 20 minute span. So it's kind of like, yeah. eh, but this is kind of in between. So, That's fair. Um, what would be, you know, A to F? What would be your your final grade on this one then? A to F. Um. A plus, baby. This this is a must read for my in my. If you're a Batman fan, this is a must read. So I know what I've said. I know everything that I've said. <laughs> oh, no. But I do think that this is a B plus for me. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. So even with like my questioning, like ah, there's some things. It's definitely not a material for me, but it could be close with just and maybe like upon revisits in the future, it could elevate and some things could click with me to where I'd be at. A little bit more positive about it. It's not that I was too negative about it anyway. No, no. And and, and my last thing I'm going to say, I, I actually, this is why I love discussions like this because I love when people disagree because I love seeing your insight. Because I never, I didn't even think about Joker and, and Riddler being the same until you brought that up just now. And I understand why you may not like that. And I can, I can, I, I totally get that why you make it less of a B plus, more of a B plus for you because of that reason. I understand it. I don't agree with it. I just, mm -hmm. I, I appreciate and respect it because I could, I could see where your mind would go there. 
and where people would think that like that's a reasonable yeah. like criticism so that oh, respects me I re- of course I respect you respect me, me. <laughs> excellent okay so but there you go there's part one riddler one bad day make sure that you stick around because here in a couple days uh part two one bad day two face how about that part two two face you think that was intentional um we're gonna drop that and paul and i are gonna return and discuss that one so paul really quick why don't you go ahead and plug something where people can Just- follow you yeah, uh, Twitter or X, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, Herman twenty two <laughs> with two ends, uh, aka P yeah, P Thug. P Thug. Um, P Thug. Uh, please go on and subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Comic Binge. Really appreciate it. Um, had Laura on there recently for Ninja, Ninja Turtles. A lot of fun. So yeah, go follow me and subscribe to all that stuff. Thank you. Booyah. Uh, as for me, I'll keep it a little bit shorter this time. Twitter, Instagram at the Batman BC, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the Batman Book Club YouTube channel. Pete and I are on there quite a bit. And so uh, make sure also, if you don't mind, rate and review this show wherever you get your podcast, because the more reviews the show gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, obviously, the word is panic. <laughs> so for this P-Thug guy right here, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, we my panic guys. <laughs>